Paul, what's the difference between black-eyed peas and chickpeas? What's that? Black-eyed peas can sing us a song. Chickpeas can only hum us one. (laughs) There's our music joke. So who is first on this week's music podcast, Paul? First up is the Casual Dots. Here on Hometown Sounds. I'm Tony Pareco. I'm Paul Vodra, and that was the Casual Dots with a brand new song called The Frequency of Fear. Uh, this supergroup features Christina Billot of Slant Six Autoclave and Permanent Waves on vocals and guitar, Kathy Wilcox of Bikini Kill and The Julie Ruin on guitar and backing vocals, and Steve Dore of Snoozers and Deep Lust on drums. Paul, what do you think a casual dot is? I don't think it... I have no idea. I don't think it's anything. Because we learned that ellipses are drama dots. I will (laughs) never get tired of talking about drama dots. Um, (laughs) But, like, I mean, a casual dot, would that be a period? I don't know. I have. That's that's one of those band names that's just uh, mystifying. I don't know. How do you feel about the candy dots? Um, They always get the paper stuck to the back of them and then i'm eating like half candy half paper i'm not a fan not a fan i'm also pleased to hear you talk about dots because it didn't hit me until until a handful of days of after the release of our last episode when i uh was thinking about the candy you were eating sweet tarts mm-hmm. i was mistaken i thought you were eating smarties 
Jesus. <laughs> totally different. Oh, man. Back to the casual dots, though. Their debut self-titled album came out back in 2004 on the Kill Rock Stars label, and now after 18 years, thanks for making me feel old, we get a new album. It is called Sanguine Truth, and it is on a Baltimore label called Ixor Sticks Records. There are two X's in that name. The released music associated with Fugazi's Guy Pichotto back in the 90s. Guy is the husband of Kathy Wilcox and also produced both their original album and this new album. You can buy it on Bandcamp and grab the vinyl now while you can. I think it's pretty awesome that uh, there is both a new pressing of their debut album up for sale as well as this new album. So you can just sweep up all the casual dots on vinyl in one go. The band reunited back in 2016 to play some shows. So hopefully there will be some more live dates to support this new album soon. So what's going on with you, Paul? Well, just got back from a week up at the cabin. Uh, Longtime podcast listeners will know that my girlfriend's family has a cabin in western New York that's on the side of a mountain and there is no electricity or hot water or insulation in the house. Why do you do this to yourself Well, every year? Every year we got to go. I mean, part of it is, you know, this is a very important family gathering spot for my girlfriend's family. And it's it's nice. And so in years past, we've gone in the summer and I uh, I do my best, but I'm, I, I'm a hot-blooded person. I run hot. And when there's no air conditioning and it's like 85 degrees out, I am not a happy person. So we said, let's move it to like fall, like early fall, like late September. And so we've done that a few times now. And man, it's been it's been really great for me. I mean, the leaves are changing. We have jackets on, jeans. It's great. Perfect temperature. This time, the weather was not great. It was raining. Well, that hurricane it was, yeah. And really, like the day we left, it was like just starting to be fall here. You know, it was like in the mid to high 70s before that. We leave, we go up there, and it is immediately in the 50s, raining. It rained for like three, four days straight. We're just in the cabin. And and in the nighttime, it it got cold. I mean, one night, one night literally, it got down to 32 degrees. Wow. I know. And let me tell you what, I slept so well. I is that because, are you one of those people who needs it cold to sleep? I really I benefit so much from really really cold temperatures, and I I just I I radiate heat when I sleep. I don't. It's just crazy. So I was perfectly perfectly tempted for this trip. It was great. And so the other important factor that is that there is no electricity. Um, you you know you got some. We got some solar chargers to power up the phones during the day when it is not raining, of course, which it did most of the trip. But um, but there's no connectivity up there. There's, you you leave the cell tower range, and it is really it is good for me. I am I am I mean I'm a technology person. I write software for a living. Uh, I think it's okay to be on my phone a bunch, but you know what? I'm a little addicted to it. I'm a little I'm a little uh, averse to putting it down when I should. And you go up to this cabin, you're there, it's not working, you can't check Twitter, you can't check Instagram, you can't look at the TikToks. And so I just put that thing away, and I bust out a book and I read, and man, I almost read a whole book on that trip. It was great. 
Are you going to finish reading that book? I am absolutely going to finish reading that book, but I have not yet found uh, time to do that since I've been back. Um, and so I really, I got to figure this out. I got to figure out how to, how to put this phone down and focus on reading. I, I put it down and, and I am so tempted. You know, you read a chapter and you're like, ah, what's happening on Twitter? So I got to figure this out. It's very important because I have so many books I want to read. Now, how did you prepare your content for the trip? Like, what'd you line up for yourself? Oh, man. I mean, I brought some graphic novels along. I got my Kindle, which is always full of books that I'm hoping to read. And, uh, in fact, that's I really just looked at the Kindle the whole trip. That's all I did. And the battery lasted the whole week, so it was fine. I really appreciate, I mean, at least, I don't know about your Kindle, but uh, a Kindle that does not include an LED screen. I yeah. really appreciate the gray, the gray scale. The e-ink. Yeah. It's the way to go. Uh, I will say that my Kindle is kind of um, a device that I charge and power up once a year. <laughs> and then um, and then the next year, the batteries died, and I power it up, and I charge it up once again, and um, yeah. the cycle repeats itself. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, It, it really, it, it, the Kindle is good for one thing, and it's reading books, and you really got to focus on it. And man, uh, it's a problem for a lot of people in society these days, so... I'm going to I'm going to work on it. That's my goal. I also feel like reading on a Kindle there's a little more in the way of that dopamine hit because uh you know, you, you really feel like you're making progress every time you push that forward arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, it'll tell you, like, you are 69% done with this book. It will take you another two hours and 31 minutes to read it. And you're like, oh, I could do that. Does yours spit out that estimated time remaining? Yes, it does. How do you feel about that? Can you turn that off? Um, I usually have it on, like, how many minutes it'll take until I finish the chapter, because that's, you know, I like to stop at a good stopping point. And I also get worried because one of the things that Kindle will do is try to learn your reading speed, which is, you know, not very fast with me. But then... I worry that like if I have the, the the page open to something and then I get distracted, I talk to somebody for like 10 minutes, I'm worried that I'm screwing up my estimated reading speed because this page is taking me 10 minutes to read, even though I'm not actually reading it. So I worry about that. Maybe Kindle's well, smarter than I am. you need to read more to, to, to get the average back to right. what it ought to be. That's true. That's good. How I know that this is not for me <laughs> is because you use the phrase, try to keep warm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That you have to try to keep warm. It just makes it a non-starter. That's true. There's a lot of wools, a lot of of insulated jackets and layers, um, and, you know, warm bedding. It's all very, it's it's very important. Um, And, but if you have the right gear, you'll be okay. Here's one more question for you. All right. Um, Personal safety. Do you do you come with like some kind of GPS device? I mean, like this is I'm now in true crime podcast land. <laughs> Man, I mean, not really. Um, uh, we've got the 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 phones, and in fact, like these new iPhone 14s have this uh, capability to talk to satellites in emergencies. And I'm thinking, like, this is a good idea. We should get these phones for everybody in this family that's going up to places where there's not connectivity. Because if somebody falls or injures himself or something, and uh, you need to be able to get uh, help quickly, um, getting get in touch with people is important. 
So I think that would be a really good thing because right now, like, yeah, you can't make a phone call unless you travel partway down the mountain until you get to connectivity zone. So, Tony, what's going on with you? Uh, Paul, I will respond to your question first with another question to you. And that is, Paul, what is your your take, your hot, hot take on AirPods, Apple AirPods? Uh, one of the best things they've ever done. Love them. Love them to death. Are they're, you being sincere? Presently? Absolutely sincere. I, I wear them all day, every day. I roam I around them. the house. I go for runs. Uh, they mute the sound of the airplane when I'm in the airplane. They're just the best. How many pairs of AirPods have you had since the arrival of AirPods? I had a pair of the regular, like first generation AirPods, and they lasted for, you know, maybe a couple years. And then they died, and I got the AirPods Pro. And when those came out, and those are still going strong for me, and those have been a, a couple years as well. Uh, I think it's real cool that you've had such a great experience with AirPods thus far. I mean, yes, this is just asking you a question to set up my thing. Um, it's a it's a tried and true formula. But uh, okay, so myself and AirPods. You talked about wearing them to the gym, wearing them on the airplane. For me, AirPods occupy and fulfill a very specific function and need for me, and that is that they provide the best headphone experience for me doing my favorite thing in the world, which is laying in bed and listening to podcasts, eventually falling into the sweet, sweet bliss of sleep, waking up, figuring out where during a podcast I passed out, and then beginning the process all over. Mm. Paul, how many pairs of Bluetooth earbuds do you own? Um, This is it. It's AirPods a bust for me. I own seven pairs of wireless <laughs> Bluetooth earbuds. And no, come on, Paul. Your, your dad's a financial planner. Diversify your portfolio. Right, of course. Uh, but also, it was a bit of like trying to find something else that works. You know, is there a better option out there? But also, like, reviews of how earbuds feel while lying in bed. I, I've never really been able to find mm. reviews discussing this particular aspect of comfort. And I'm mm -hmm. also a side sleeper. So anyway, uh, yeah, I have never had as comfortable an experience of doing my favorite thing, lying in bed and listening to podcasts than I have with Apple AirPods. Right. Now at the beginning of 2022, I purchased a new pair of Apple AirPods second generation in January. Uh, I also sprung for Apple Care, which gets you two years of replacements and support for your Apple AirPods. So it's October, you know, month 10. I've had to request a new AirPod to replace one of the AirPods five times. That I'm is on. Insane. Yeah. Okay. So, like, and there just comes a moment, and I will be able to pinpoint the exact moment when an AirPod begins to die. Now, like in years past, I would just think, oh, great, Tony, now you've done it. You've blown out your hearing in one ear from going to shows or from wearing headphones six hours a day for work. And now one ear works better than the other or worse than the other. But that's not actually the case at all. One AirPod was always beginning to die. And then over the subsequent like week to two weeks, the audible volume would be less and less and less. Mm until it was nothing more than a whimper and then just gone with the wind. Hmm. So again, 
replaced Apple AirPods six times in 10 months. Mm. And it happened a, again a few weeks ago. And I had maxed out my replacement AirPods, my free ones. Now I had to pay a service fee. And I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm not even putting real wear on them. Like, I'm not dripping sweat into them. Right. I'm just laying in bed. So I then looked at the terms of my Apple Care service. Now, the terms of service differentiate between manufacturer's defects and accidental damage. The coverage is different, you know, based on like who's, you know, who goofed here. Right. Um, now, I had never really explored this before, but like, I just feel like I got another bad Apple AirPod again, you know? By the way, one thing that is really cool is when you engage Apple support, like, over text from your phone. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's someone there all the time. I just would just order new AirPods from bed while listening to podcasts. <laughs> uh, so anyway, I then asked my service rep, what's the difference between, you know, manufacturer's defects and accidental damage? And my rep said, you'll have to make an appointment at the Apple store to have them, you know, like, checked out. So I was like, well, I just want a free AirPod. I feel like I deserve a free AirPod. Like, I just think I'm getting bad products. So I made an appointment at the Apple store, and I met with uh, my wonderful Apple technician, Tess, and she listens to my tale of woe, runs a couple of diagnostic tests, finds nothing wrong. Then she uh, takes out my AirPods, and then she pulls out a tube, and she tells me that it's a tube of industrial-grade putty. Okay. And she then proceeds to break off a little ball, and she then proceeded to kind of do a small animal, like creating a ball really fast and then tapping it against my AirPod. And mm. by the again, this AirPod was making no sound. I could hear nothing. And it was watching someone do something. Some, it was very... It was very much watching someone do something with much skill and dexterity. It was ninja-like. Hmm. And so what she explained is that the ear gunk on my AirPod would then get lifted by the putty. So she does that on my AirPod for like a couple of minutes, hands me my AirPod back, and she says, try this. And my AirPod is, is restored to 100% functionality. It's magic. Uh-huh. Now, by the way, uh, but what I want to note here is that I'm not I'm not that dumb. And what I mean is that I actually clean my AirPods like once a week. And I have like tech toothpicks. I've got like all kinds of implements mm. to get all kinds of gunk out. I am scraping. Like I take better care of my AirPods than I take care of my teeth. <laughs> um so so there was gunk I couldn't even see that was absolutely silencing my AirPod. Yeesh. Which then also invites the question of how many of those other five AirPods were actually dead, or if they were just requiring a little putty love. Yeah. So I got home, and she just said it was industrial-grade putty. But I should have like looked at the brand... Because mm -hmm. then it was like, oh, no, I don't know anything about putty. But so I very quickly landed on Amazon, the algorithm, to get the this product called Air Squares. And okay. they're earbud cleaning putty. And, right. uh, and so they look like little chiclets, like the gum. 
Okay. And you you like press them real quick and fast because you don't want the putty to get stuck on the AirPods. Mm-hmm. And it removes gunk. But anyway, so I feel kind of dumb, but I also feel like something they should teach in elementary or middle school is how to care for your AirPods. <laughs> yeah, it's like you found a little cheat code. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, but it's just, did you, had you ever heard of this approach, Paul? For Never. Never. Never? No. Yeah, so, but it is also really satisfying to push this putty against the various little crevices of the speakers of your AirPod, because then you take it out, and then there's there's the mold, the impression, the cast mm-hmm. of where it was, and it, you see, like, the little bump, and it's really satisfying. I just mean, like, the ooh, ooh, ooh. And, like, you feel a little bit like a sculptor. Yeah. So, uh, my AirPods are back. I feel like I've learned something. And uh, I hope everyone else has, too, about how you can take care of your AirPods. Okay. Let's hear another uh, song on this week's podcast. Who's next, Paul? Next up is Micaiah. Running away from the heat of the moment after the fire. Nigga, drop the ball on me. I took him off my court I can go higher I can do better Than trying to be smaller Just to be loved by a hater Girl, you oughta No better, no better I can do better Nah, no better I can do better Nah, no better with a gorgeous track called Do Better. Micaiah is Micaiah Mitchell from Upper Marlboro. This track, Do Better, is the lead-off song for Micaiah's sophomore release. Dahlia, there is no band camp for this one, so you can stream or buy it from your tech giant of choice. 
Dahlia arrived to streaming platforms on August 15th. We learned a little bit about Micaiah from a recent appearance she made on the Orange Pop podcast last month. Uh, the album Dahlia was produced by her brother, who is currently in school, and they would record whenever he was home from school. Uh, Micaiah is also afraid of cats. Uh, she also watches scary movies to fall asleep. Just so cute that she is scared of cats, but not scared of scary movies. Uh, yeah, that's Micaiah, who's next nice. on the show, Paul. Next up, Esco Tico.
That song was called Weakening by Esco Tico. Paul, what, what genre would you say that track <laughs> might fall into? Whew. I mean, um, I'm going to purchase this release, and when I do, I'm going to download the audio files, and then I will be loading them into my iTunes because I'm old school like that. And I will be picking a genre, and I think, I think indie pop is probably what I will use. There's a little bit of like you know delicate vocals that kind of reminded me of like Sufjan Stevens, but then like later on, there's a scream and then a, a guitar solo, and it's like wow, there's a lot going on in that. So I'm reminded of a uh, a website, and more specifically, a product that was available for sale on a on a website back in the day. Uh, the the website was called Hipster Runoff. They would just kind of make fun of uh, stuff in indie rock culture. Uh, and uh, the item for sale was uh, the genre shirt. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm going to send you a poly picture of the genre shirt. Uh, and it, it's a uh, list about, I think, a couple hundred different genres. And one of the genres on genre shirt is <laughs> Sufjan core. <laughs> And uh, no, I like. I, I think that there are some, you know, like, uh, yeah, those kind of sounds Sufjan Stevens in a wonderful way. But like, mm. if if Sufjan Stevens weren't so focused on always being so respectfully constrained all the time, mm. yeah, so, let uh, it go yeah, a little uh, bit. Yeah, uh, I loved. I love this guy. Yeah. So Escotico is the music of Matthew David Kim and. Honestly, that is about all I know. Uh, could not find any socials about Esco Tico. Um, this comes from a new album called Arthur at the Bottom of the Sea, which is a name-your-own-price download on Bandcamp. And man, it is a wild ride. I found out about this about an hour before we started recording from a Bandcamp purchase email from friend of the show, JC of JC and the Vinyl Vault, I don't actually I don't actually know JC, but I wanna call I wanna call her friend of the show because I feel like we're on the same wavelength. Her radio show airs weekly on Sundays and Thursdays on WERA ninety six point seven FM in Arlington, and you can also stream the shows on Mixcloud. A lot of great DC music to be discovered there. And uh, you know, I'll I'll be honest, I, I just shamelessly look at the uh your friends on Bandcamp purchased this and um find new things to listen to from that, which is kind of the whole point. And that's how I found this, and man, love it. I would gladly go see Esco Tico like every three weeks. Well, me too, but according to the credits, all writing instruments and production are performed by Matthew David Kim. So, and there's a lot there's drums, there's guitar, there's everything, vocals. Um, yeah, so, you know, might need to recruit I a whole think band. He has enough energy to run around on stage and do it all himself (laughs) oh my god that'd be crazy um this is so in addition to having the lyrics available on the band camp which i greatly appreciate and there's a lot of um religious um imagery in these lyrics which i think is very interesting and worth like digging into but i also just realized that the seven tracks the names of the seven tracks form a it's kind a sentence. of sentence. I just realized that as we were listening to it. So this is track two, Weakening, and all of the tracks read together say, without weakening in his faith, 
he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead. It certainly prompts some head scratching. Yeah. So uh, re- it looks to me like all of the music available on Escotico's Bandcamp are Name Your Own Price downloads. So there's a lot to dig in there and uh, decide what it's worth to you. Tony, who do we have next on the podcast? Next on the podcast are the Airport 77s. Yes. <laughs> Airport 77s with one good thing about summer. And uh, here's the headline. The Airport 77s will never get old. And mm. I mean that in a couple of different ways. That, that's how I'm being clever here. And uh, no, okay. The Airport 77s are, a, the, are the trio of Andy Sullivan, Chuck Dolan, and John Kelly. And uh, they formed over a shared love of 1970s power pop. And they're kind of in the age demo of... Uh, folks who often appreciate that genre it's also like the genre that comprises 
me and my whittle musical heart. Uh, I just absolutely love the uh, tight economical pop song that is adorned with all those great new wavy production elements. It's like being in a room surrounded by all of your favorite stuff. This song is the lead-off song from their new album, We Realize You Have a Choice, which you can buy on CD or digital via Bandcamp. It came out just this past September 30th. We last featured them on the podcast in February of 2021 with the unforgettable tune, When You're Kissing on Me, Do You Think of James McAvoy? We have more music on the podcast. Next is Jeff Draco. Too many nights that I'm falling asleep With your face in my mind next to me For so much time that I couldn't believe That I was closer than ever could be And it's how you hate the change of the time And spending hours just waiting in line Cause now I finally see It's a scene And to the point, that was Jeff Draco with a track called Fall for Another Day. It is a track from Jeff Draco's six-song EP, Freezing in Hollywood, which arrived on July 8th. You could buy it on Bandcamp for $7. So I was doing a little poking around on the internet, seeing what I could learn about Jeff Draco. Lot, most social media posts were kind of just about a guy playing, playing that cool, hip indie rock live. More specifically, I landed on his TikTok, and entries had, like, a few hundred, you know, views. But there was one entry, which was uh, a selfie, had the overlaid text of, 
Still can't get over the fact that John Lennon was obsessed with the Cookie Monster in the early 70s and liked to shout out Cookie randomly on recordings and then continued to leave it in the final mix. And uh, <laughs> this entry had 1.1 million views on TikTok. Wow. And yeah, so and this is a reference to the song Hold On from the John Lennon Plastic Ono Band album where, uh, yes, John Lennon kind of says cookie and he is pretending to sound like cookie monster <laughs> so just kind of a weird beals factoid that uh more than a million people took note of this reference and i thought that was fun and that almost takes us to the end of this episode of the hometown sounds podcast thank you all so much for listening please subscribe to it in the podcast app of your choice subscribe follow share do all the good stuff get the podcast feed going so that you can not miss an episode of me and Tony picking out our favorite songs. You can follow us on the web. We're at hometownsoundsdc.com. We're also on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at hometown sounds. Nice and easy to remember. We have an email address in case you would like to get in touch with us. It is DJ at hometownsoundsdc.com. Send us your music, send us your tracks, send us your love. And, of course, the important thing for all of you listening is to support the musicians that you've heard on this podcast by buying their music. And seeing them play live. Yes, live music. We're going to send you out on a nice little dub track. Uh, This is Shamans of Sound with a new song called Pressure Dub. We last featured Shamans of Sound on the January 2021 episode of this very podcast with the song District Vibes. This one is its just a straight-up live dub jam. Instrumental. It's got a real good like beat to it uh i just love it it's nice and spacey it's a buck on Bandcamp. you know you probably have a buck to spare uh you should chuck that buck over to shamans of sound and put pressure dub in your Bandcamp library hope you all like this so much thank you all for listening thank you tony thank you paul we'll see you all next time <laughs>